Welcome to the Taking Your Time podcast, where we help you with time-saving tips and strategies. We also hope to cultivate a greater appreciation for our most precious resource, and that's time. I'm your host, Jacques. Today, we're going to be talking about the fear of missing notifications. It's a lot like the fear of missing out, but translated into your digital world. But before we dive into that topic, I want to share that today on May 22nd is National Solitaire Day. Now, I don't know about you, but I am old enough to remember that on computers, the only few games that were pre-installed in the early days of Windows were Minesweeper and Solitaire. And I can tell you, I spent a lot of time with Solitaire. And the first time that I actually beat a game of Solitaire, I was overjoyed. I just can't express the feeling of having the cards just flying around all over the screen. If you've never played Solitaire on Windows before, you have no idea what I'm talking about, but trust me, it is a once in a lifetime experience that first time you win at Solitaire. What's interesting is how long it takes to actually play Solitaire. You know, on average, it's about 30 minutes uh, to beat a game of Solitaire if you're being really aggressive about it. But if you're playing very casually, it can take many hours. But here's the interesting thing. Mathematicians actually do not know what the probability of winning a game of Solitaire is. Now you'd think that, okay, there's this guy. His name is Percy Diaconis. I'm probably butchering the name. He actually wrote a book. It's called The Mathematics of Solitaire. Now, I admit I have not read the book, but a quote from that book is that one of the embarrassments of applied probability is not knowing the actual formula which we can deduce the, the, the probability of winning a game of solitaire. It's really interesting that such a simple game has such nuance and complexity, has brought joy to so many people. If you have not tried solitaire, I, hey, National Solitaire Day is the day to try it. So the tip of the week, one of the problems that I often have is how to set aside time to really go through all the stuff that I've accumulated in the house. Now, obviously not bringing the things into the house would have been the best choice. Now, one of the things we spoke about in a previous tip was the Boy Scout rule, which is basically leaving a place better than you found it as you're transitioning from one room to another, you pick up things along the way. But that doesn't really help you get rid of the things. There is this other concept of actually completely removing and getting rid of something or not even bringing those things into the house that are making it challenging to clean and pick up. The rule that I follow here is the one in, two out rule. So before I buy anything, A lot of the times I just add it to the cart just to see if I'm actually going to buy it. But when I add it to the cart, I have to identify two things in my house. If I buy this, it may be replacing something that I have, but I also have to get rid of something. And so if you do this over the course of a number of purchases, let's just say you buy 20 things, then you're going to end up getting rid of 40 things. You're actually at a net loss of 20 things from your house. You're slowly unaccumulating things. Now, this has been extremely helpful because, you know, I would describe myself as a transitional hoarder. I'm trying to get a lot better. 
And one of the problems of with hoarding is bringing the things into the house in the first place. So this is an extremely helpful tool that I use to make sure that I'm being honest with myself about what I really need to buy. And if I really need to buy it, then I'm gonna take the extra steps to make sure that it doesn't make the situation in my house any worse than it already is. Okay, back to the main topic, the fear of missing notifications. So this really comes from the fear of missing out, I think is the source of all of this. A fear of missing out on events and information that you think will make your life better creates this anxiety that compels you to want to participate more and more, whether that's, you know, making sure you're being invited to parties or that you're on top of all the latest gossip. And this sort of translates into the digital world. The insidious thing that happens on your phone is that you get sucked into these other sorts of time consuming things. And the, these apps are really just designed to soak up all of the time, the spare time that you have. So of many of the topics of this podcast, this is probably one of the most critical. It has had a huge impact on me really understanding this. You know, the bottom line here is don't let your FOMO turn into FAMIN. <laughs> and that doesn't roll off the tongue. Now, your notifications are really not that important. Now, it could be FOMO that's causing you to pick up that phone every time there's a notification. Obviously, it's the notification itself that triggers that in the first place. The other thing that probably doesn't help is that we tend to get a little bit of a dopamine rush by, you know, checking these things and reacting to these things, which sort of reinforces that unproductive pattern. You know, the good news is here that research shows that the time that you spend on things like social media is not correlated to happiness. The downside of that, though, is that time is not correlated to happiness. You're not actually becoming happier by knowing what's going on or thinking you're passively participating in the world around you. You're actually just using up your time that you could spend towards things that are maybe more fulfilling or actually just more important to you. Now, to give you a bit more context, these apps are designed to actually create a condition that not only causes you to pop into them when you receive these notifications, the notifications themselves are crafted in a way to try to make you think that you're missing something. I do have a background in product and software development. And what I've learned is that product teams all over the world, across all these uh, tech companies, they're actually incentivized to take your time up, to design the app in that very specific way. Uh, they have KPIs. They measure what is your, how many times uh, a month do you log in? MAUs, they talk about daily active users. And of course, they also wanna know how much time you actually spent in the app. So they are tracking all of the sessions within the app and they're literally battling your time. They're battling your time from other things that are hap happening in your life. So they're trying to take it away from other activities or they're trying to battle against other apps that may be in their same space and competing for your wallet share of time. Now, there's actually some really interesting statistics that I can share with you. I did some research and I found a chart that graphs over you know, a number of years from 2014 to 2021, the amount of time 
that we spend on television and the amount of time that we spend on mobile devices. Now, television obviously was historically the place where we burned up all of our leisure time. Since 2014, daily time spent on television has gone from four hours and 20 minutes to three hours and 22 minutes. That's great. Still a lot of time to spend on a daily basis on average watching the television, but better that's going down. But here's the dark side to all this. People on mobile devices spent two hours and 32 minutes. And more recently in 2021, that has risen to three hours and 54 minutes. So if you actually do the math, you'll find out that not only has the drop in television time been made up for in mobile device usage time, it has actually superseded the amount of the drop in television. So what's actually happening is your total amount of time has gone up on average nearly 30 minutes. Guys, the total amount of screen time on average is over seven hours. That's ridiculous. As I stated earlier, this is not an accident. This is an intentional move by companies to grab your attention. Let me give you an example. In the Q1 2021 Google earnings call, so this is they're defining their strategy, they're letting their shareholders know what things that they're looking at and where they're looking for growth. Philip Schindler is going over YouTube's business. And so here's what he has to say. This is a quote. With over 2 billion monthly logged in users and over 1 billion hours of video watched every day, YouTube is offering advertisers efficient reach to large audiences, which are incremental to those found on TV, not just replacing the time that people are not watching TV. They know that they're adding total time to it, and they know that's good for their bottom line because they can sell more ad time. This is the revenue model. Okay, so pretty much all of these companies are incentivized to take your attention and take your time in some way. A famous example that that you may or may not know about is that Apple CEO Tim Cook, he once tried or multiple times has tried to convince legendary investor Warren Buffett to upgrade his phone to a smartphone. And Warren Buffett just refuses. He doesn't do this. He doesn't believe in getting the apps and the emails and everything on his phone. He just has a plain flip phone. And you have to think that if there's a guy like this out there who has uh, a lot of critical decisions to make, uh, a lot of information that he needs to consume in order to make the right choices and the right investment decisions, and he chooses to not have a smartphone, that's a good enough signal to me that you can be successful and have a good life and be productive and not be tied to your smartphone and the notifications that come along with it. Now, I'm not saying that everyone should chuck their smartphone, but what I am saying is it's possible that we don't need to use it quite as much as we do currently rely on it. I'll tell you a little story. So several years back, I was feeling stressed all the time. I couldn't figure out why. And there was this one day that I was heading into work and I realized I forgot to charge my phone. So I'm absolutely 
you know, pissed off. I, I don't know what to do. I, I power it off. I, I try to find a charger very quickly. It charges a little bit faster when it's off. I plug it in, leave it off. That day turned out to be one of the most productive days for the year. I, I just, it was mind blowing. I was getting everything done. My email inbox, I was get, able to get to zero. And that was something that I was struggling with. I remember this day so clearly. And then, you know, sometime in the afternoon, I turned my phone back on and the strep and the notifications just started ding, 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 ding. I don't know if you've ever, if you've done that before, but if you have your phone off for a long you know, period of time and you turn it back on, all the no notifications just start blowing up. It's like your phone is having an, an issue and the stress just immediately came back. And that's when I knew that there was something really wrong about my mental health and my relationship with my phone and all of these notifications. The notifications had literally taken over my life and I knew that there was uh, something that I needed to do about it. I learned how to basically remove notifications from my life. I started with my computer and then I, I quickly moved to my phone. And so here's how you do this. You, the first thing you do, no brainer, you should do the scheduled do not disturb. What that does is during the times that you're sleeping, you don't get any of the notifications. Your phone doesn't light up and create this blue light in your house, uh, in your bedroom. And, you know, you don't get noises and sounds and little dings that disrupt your sleep and also make it worse for you the next day. So that's scheduled do not disturb. That should be, you know, iPhone, Android, all of these features that I'm talking about should be available in, in both styles of devices. And if you're worried about, oh, what, hap what, what happens if, you know, someone needs to contact me, m the, the do not disturb function always allows for phone calls from your favorites list. If important people need to get a hold of you, they can do so. Or I know on the iPhone, if someone calls you multiple times, sometimes like in an emergency, they'll do that. If they can't get a hold of you right away, it will let them through on subsequent attempts. So schedule do not disturb is the first thing that I did. And then I started using the, the temporary do not disturb. It's like a snooze. So like the scheduled do not disturb, which is over my sleeping hours, the temporary do not disturb will silence the notifications. It will not display them on the phone. And then when that period of time is over, then it will release them. And so you'll be able to see you're not missing any notifications. You're just delaying them so you can get them in a batch. What I notice is when I get notifications in a batch, I tend to, you know, be able to quickly clear out the ones that aren't important and just note some of the things that are, you know, a little bit more important or critical for me to react to. So there's the, you know, schedule do not disturb. There's the temporary do not disturb. But really the most effective way is to just turn off the notifications for apps that you don't need. What I like to do is turn off all of the notifications and then figure out the things that I actually need to be notified about. Hey, if I've got, you know, if, if I'm getting a car, you know, through Uber or Lyft, I'm going to want those notifications or from ordering food. So those are some of the apps that I do turn on the notifications because I, I kind of need that real time. The other way that I do is, of course, I let, you know, phone calls go through and then text messages. I tend to find that there are sometimes, you know, important text messages that I'd like to get. But pretty much everything else I, I turn off. I don't use those. Remember, the reason that notifications are so malicious is that 
they disrupt your focus and attention, which there's a switching cost to that. There's some anxiety that's generated when notifications pop up unexpectedly. And then if you react to those notifications, which tend to not be very important, then you pulled into some of these apps that have an infinite consumption experience, right? So if you're on Facebook and you know you tap a notification that pulls you in there, you can just scroll forever. There is no end to that feed. And that's what makes it so dangerous to have all of those notifications is they will just destroy any free time that you have, which is basically just stealing time away from the things that you really need to do. Now, the big elephant in the room is, what if I miss something? What if something really is really important? Again, I haven't met anyone who regretted turning off notifications. They don't say, oh, you know how you, you recommended I turned off my notifications? Well, it was awful, so I went back and I turned them all on. If anything, what they did is maybe they went to one or two things like, in my example, in my case, the message, the text messages or maybe messages from work they have to get in real time. But other than that, you know, no one I've ever met has regretted turning off notifications and reverted back to getting all their notifications again. So this is something that is very effective and I see no reason why, you know, everyone shouldn't be disabling the vast majority of the notifications that they're getting. And if you really think about it, you know, when you just look at the notifications, think about the ones that you've got re recently, you know, if you missed Susie's lunch snap, if you didn't know that something your governor did was trending, you know, within minutes of, of some announcement, did that make any difference to your life? Did it, you know, was it you know, helpful that you had that information at that moment? Or could you just wait and consume all of it later when you want to? And, and that's the thing with notifications is notifications drive your life and they drive your attention. And then you don't get to decide. I'd like to, I like to read a little bit of news now and maybe I'll go check to see what my friends are doing on Facebook later. They just ping you constantly and they take over your life. And so that's it. You know, you're not missing out on anything. It's just a way of controlling how much time you want to be in control of that time. You don't want the notifications to be in control of that time. So you can still use all the apps that you like to use, but I promise you, you'll have a much healthier relationship. You actually end up using uh, less time than you know you would if you were just getting notified throughout the day. And you don't have to do this cold turkey. Like I said, you know, you could start with the scheduled do not disturb. You can do the temporary do not disturb. You can also get notifications silently at first. You know, at least you're not being pulled away. When you look at your phone, you can see all of the notifications that that happened while you were, you know, not looking at your phone. The takeaway here is, you know, there's lots of ways to tackle this. I, I promise you, you won't regret it. And maybe the challenge is if you're feeling some trepidation about how to, you know, turn off all of those notifications, I would say, you know, maybe look at one app at a time. If you think about all the recent notifications you got, maybe there's one that just pings you up. Like, hey, you haven't played this game in a while. There's probably a couple apps like that that are high on the amount of times that they try to ping you, um, but low on, on the value. And so maybe just turn off that one app and see how it goes. I think that would be the challenge that I would have for you. The other challenge that I would say is try the do not disturb, maybe for an hour, and then you can do it longer and longer. And then you'll realize that you know you don't really need all those notifications 
And I think that will help further inform you when the app does come off of do not disturb mode, you'll see all those notifications and you'll probably realize, yeah, I really didn't need these. I can just turn these off forever. So that's definitely how one could approach, you know, easing their way into a notification free lifestyle. So I hope you found that information useful. It's really important to me that all of you out there are able to spend the time on the things that are important to you and not be you know, taken away by these notifications. On a side note, if you do want to get notifications about our podcast or new episodes, please follow or subscribe. You can still snooze the notifications so they don't pop up on your phone. But the next time that you are checking out podcasts, you'll be notified of new episodes that we have. And remember, life is how you choose to spend your time. Please use it wisely.